Hey everybody, welcome to the Reclamation Podcast. I'm excited to bring you uh, today's episode and it's going to kick off something very special. A brand new series of podcasts all about kids, sports, and anxiety. But before we jump to that, let me first say thank you, thank you, thank you so much for all the listening and the conversation and the feedback that we've been getting about the podcast. I love doing it and I love having all these incredible conversations. It's such a blessing to be able to be on this journey with you. And um, I'm excited about what this next season has in store for us. I'm going to try to amp up some of the uh, amount of podcasts. In August, there are going to be four episodes instead of two. And in this particular case, they're all going to be focused around this idea about kids, anxiety, and sports. Now, for those of you that don't know me, my name is Tony. I serve as your host. More often than not, what I'm doing is I'm interviewing people for the podcast, I'm chatting with them, hearing their story. Today, I'm going to give you some of my thoughts because honestly, this next sermon kind of series at Restoration Church, where I serve as the pastor, is all about anxiety. And I wanted to commingle it with the podcast and talk about anxiety and sports as well because I see it impacting so many lives. It impacts my kids, it impacts myself, it impacts all of us. How do we deal with kids' sports, the pressure, the anxiety, all of it? Let me give you an example. So um, all of my kids play various sports. My older son, Connor, he plays football, basketball, baseball. My middle son, same thing. My daughter, Shiloh, she does tumbling and cheer. She's also does soccer. And, you know, we're loving the sports life. We do it all the time. Well, this summer, my middle son, Caleb, was playing in a summer league. And in his summer league, they play games at a, a, a gym and it's there's no practices involved. It's kind of a, a low commitment, just kind of keep your um, skills sharp kind of thing. And so the other night we're at a game and we're watching and I'm cheering as I normally would. I'm, I'm coaching Caleb a little bit from the sidelines, probably, honestly, probably more than I should. And then um, on one end of the floor, there was kind of a hard foul. And this, this hard foul were two guys on the floor. It wasn't intentional. There was no malicious intent. These are nine-year-olds. Okay, keep that in mind, nine-year-olds. These two referees who were calling the game called the foul, but that was it. And then the one of the players on the other team looked like he hit his head. The coach from the other team lost his mind. Right? He got he got ridiculously upset. He was so upset. I'm not exactly sure what upset him the most, but all I could see was him chirping. I don't know if you've ever been to a sporting event and see someone chirping, but chirping is kind of what coaches do to get the ref's attention and let them know how displeased they are with the call. I've, I've chirped enough in my own life. And I can tell you that it's it's not super flattering for the coach. I, I've been embarrassed by it. This guy, however, he was amped up. I'm telling you, he was amped up and he was chirping and chirping and chirping. And so the referee uh, kind of pulled him aside and he said something and he, uh, the referee said something one more time and then bam, technical, right? And, and in basketball, that means foul shots. And he gave him a technical and I saw the ref. I was sitting mid-court kind of front row in this crowded gym, but there were multiple courts all playing at the same time. There was a lot going on. And he gets hit with the technical, and then the, the referee looks at him and says, if you say one more thing, 
I'm going to tee up again. I don't want to hear it anymore. And so the referee um, has made his his kind of expectation very loud and clear. And what do you think the coach does? Of course, of course, he turns to his assistant coach in a loud enough voice where I can hear him across the, the court. He says one more thing about how much he dislikes the call. Bam, teed up a second time and he's thrown out of a game. Now, let me put that in perspective. This is a nine-year-old. This is third grade summer league basketball. And a grown man was just teed up twice and thrown out. Teed up twice and thrown out. Now, meanwhile, meanwhile, the, the player who was involved is now in full-blown tears. Now, he wasn't crying before all of this happened, but now he's in full-blown tears. He's a puddle of emotion, anxiety, and mess on the bench. My older son, Connor, was helping with the clock. I could see him. He looked a little anxious about what was going on. I asked him later what he thought. He goes, Dad, I thought they were going to fight. Right? At, at, an, at a nine-year-old third-grade basketball game in the middle of the summer, it means nothing. There are no awards. There are no trophies. There's no cash prize. And he thought these two grown men were going to get into a fight. Now, it's not just the coaches, right? Because we're, the parents are on the sideline watching all this and, and each side's kind of cheering for the other, but they're sitting next to each other. And a gentleman for the other team looks over to one of uh, the moms on our team who were cheering and he says, uh, uh, zip it. And, uh, and then he tells her, and I quote, Sh- uh, shut up, woman. And I thought the moms were going to lose their mind. Rightfully so, right? Rightfully so. Nobody wants to be talked to that way. And the whole time I'm sitting there kind of with my hands on my head wondering, how does this happen? How does America and, and this kind of um, middle suburbia, you know, where, where we're living really a, a phenomenal life, how do we get to a place where people are acting ridiculous at youth sports. How do we get to a place where people are acting ridiculous at uh, a youth sports? Now, I, I will be honest and I want to disclose something with you, my friends. If you know me and if you're listening to this podcast, chances are you do. If you follow me on Instagram or anything like that, you know I love sports. And I can get a little amped up too. I, I've got to look at my own approach in this process. I've been known to yell at some officials because I feel like I have a better opinion than they do of the call. And and this kind of moment for me, I, it was just so strange. And I've never I've never pushed it that far. I've never really even been warned by an official um, or umpire or referee. Um, but but man, what about sports makes us so intense? and makes us somewhat ridiculous. And so so I found myself wondering what has to change? What has to change about the way that we do sport, about the way that we we talk to our kids about sport? What what has to change in order to shift the culture around this topic? I, I understand it's it's both an individual response and a corporate response, but but one thing that could not have left my mind, the the image that might be burned in there forever is this poor nine-year-old boy who watched presumably his dad, his coach, his mentor, whoever it was, get tossed out of the game while he sits on the side of the bench and cries. Man, in, in a personal reflection kind of moment, I wondered, 
how many times have I embarrassed my kids with my actions at a game? How many times have I pushed the envelope of uh, trying to get what I want a little too far? And where do we go from here? This summer, um, we played, my oldest son played 13U baseball, and the pressure that these kids put themselves under is unreal. I watched, I watched 13-year-old boys cry over balls and strikes. And I don't even think it was about balls and strikes as much as it was about the pressure that they put themselves under. And so I began to wonder, what would it look like if we dived, dove into this topic? Where does it come from? You know, there's, there's a lot of reports out there about anxiety in our kids. And for the next four weeks at Restoration, beginning in August, I'm going to be preaching on this subject. And I've done a little bit of research. I continue to do research. They say that 31% of adults, 31% of adults have dealt with anxiety in their lives. 31% of adults have dealt with anxiety in lives. And children in today's world have the same anxiety as somebody uh, who in the 1950s would have been put in an insane asylum. Now, the obvious response to all of this is uh, technology, that sometimes knowing so much and the, the world that we live in about Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and LinkedIn and all of the things, you know, they add to the anxiety that we're all carrying around, even our kids. You put a cell phone in a 13-year-old and all of a sudden they're, they're pushing for likes, they're pushing for subscriptions. I mean, how many people want to be YouTubers professionally now versus, you know, just a couple of years ago? One of the things that I see on Instagram all the time now is these pictures of shoes. And it looks like a text conversation between a, a parent and a child. And they say, if I get 2,000 likes, my dad said he'd buy me this. As a matter of fact, my son um, texted me the other day and said, how many likes for these pair of Jordans, I think it was, or maybe it was LeBron's, not sure. It's irrelevant, really, because my response to him was job. That's how many likes. You have to get a job. <laughs> $180 pair of shoes is crazy, right? But, but I told him that if uh, this is how much I was willing to spend on shoes, and if he could make up the rest, he could buy the shoes. And, and the thing is, is I, I can do that about something that I'm not so wrapped up in, but when I get wrapped up in sports, my own kind of self-awareness leaves the room. And, and that's what I want to talk about for the next four weeks. That's what I want to dive into. And not just that, but how do we avoid getting so far down the rabbit hole that we can't come back? Some of the things that I know um, we're going to talk about and we're going to kind of bring up is a repetition in dialogue. You know, we, we talk about attention span in youth a lot and, and I've... Um, done some research on this and, and our attention span for the average youth is like eight seconds. Goldfish have nine, just to give you a little perspective, eight seconds. However, the students and youth that I know today can binge watch YouTube longer than ever before. So it's, it's not that they're um, incapable of focus and repetition. It's that we don't often make them do it. And so one of the things that I'm seeing around this idea about how to deal with sports and anxiety is repetition and dialogue. What are the messages that we're sharing with our kids on a regular basis? I have adopted 
Um, something that I, I heard on the Learning Leader podcast with Ryan Hawk. You've heard me talk about that before. I love Ryan and what he's doing over there. He had uh, an episode, and we'll link to it in the show notes, uh, with Clark Kellogg. And he said that the three things you can control are attitude, effort, and faith. And so that's one of the things that we've been repeating with our kids and trying to get our teams to repeat it as well because attitude, effort, and faith are three things you can control. And maybe as a parent, those are the only things I should be coaching. Right, if, I, if I'm not the coach, if I'm not an actual coach, like signed up coach, maybe the only three things I should be talking to my kids about are their attitudes, their effort, and their faith. And if we can get to a place where we repeat that dialogue, maybe we can get our kids to believe it. But our behavior has to match what we say because you all know that more is caught than taught. More is absorbed in what we practice than what we tell them. Yeah, so it doesn't matter if I say the only things you can control are attitude, effort, and faith. If I look like a lunatic on the sidelines of a a football game, it's not going to help my kid any. The other thing that I've read about this idea about kids in sports is what are we telling our kids before the event even starts? What are the affirmation statements that we're pouring into our children before? How connected is, is their belief of their worth to what we say to them around the event? I always like to try to tell my kids I'm proud of them, uh, but this idea has really got me wondering how often do I say it before the game or how often do I say it after the game? And keep in mind, I'm sure it's not intentional for any of us. No one's like, oh, I want to turn my kid into some sort of machine. Just the reality is, is at the end of the event, it's a natural reaction. The problem is, is our natural reaction, the lack of intentionality leads our kids to a place where they may not feel like we're proud of them unless they're playing sports. So, and, and I think one of the other things that we're going to talk about over the next four weeks in kind of this series is we're going to talk about how we can help get our kids stronger mentally. What are the practices? I, I recently listened to a TED talk that a friend of mine sent me about stress. And one of the things that she said is that stress can be good for you um, if you think about stress that way. Isn't that funny? That the way that we just kind of flip our brain on this topic is what makes it good or bad for us. She would argue that stress, when thought of as a way to be brave and courageous, changes our health rather than stress as a weight. And I don't know about you, but I've never taught my kids to think about stress in a good way. Because I've never thought about stress in a good way. Unless it's stress that I'm not worried about, which isn't really stress, then is it? I don't know. We're going to dive into all these topics. So for the next four weeks, we've got some amazing guests. We've got a football coach from Centerville High School. We've got the head guidance counselor, Bellbrook, who's also married to one of the campus ministers at Alter, which are both local high schools, big high schools. And then um, we've got one of my students who I had the pleasure of serving with at Fellowship of Christian Athletes. She's going to come in and talk. And then my counselor, his name is Steve. He's going to come in and talk to us about anxiety as well. I've seen Steve at least once a month for seven years. That's one of the ways that I deal with with my stress and my anxiety as I talk to somebody about it on a really consistent basis. Steve is a dear friend and he's been such an incredible um, asset and, and friend and just place, safe, safe place. I, I don't know, I think we need safe places. So all of this, we're gonna dive into all of this and much more over the next four weeks as we look at kids, sports, and anxiety 
I wish I could tell you that by the end of the four weeks, we're going to have this all figured out. But what I'm learning is this is much more of an art than a science. So I'm going to ask that you give me a little bit of grace as we try to wade our way through these. And I'm going to try to learn as much as I can. And this is my commitment to you is that if there's more to be done on this topic and, and if there's a way that we can do more, I will do more. I'm, I'm interested in this for my kids. I'm interested in this for the kids who go to our church who are incredible, but there's so much pressure. There's so much pressure. And and I think as parents and as adults and as, as Christians, if you claim that identity, then, then we have a responsibility to um, soften what that looks like and what that means. So the best way to make sure that you don't miss a single episode is to subscribe to the podcast. You can follow us on uh, twmilt.com, twmilt.com. Uh, you can also find us on anywhere the podcasts are played. And then uh, if you would do me a favor, if this episode or any of the episodes over the next four weeks is helpful for you, share it. Because one of the ways that we get better is through accountability. So if, if you want someone to go down this journey with you of talking about kids, sports, and anxiety, then share this episode and uh, let them know that you want to talk about it. Talking about these episodes is, is a great way to look at parenting in your own life. So again, T.W. Milt, subscribe wherever it is you listen to podcasts. Um, I'll, also, I'm kind of excited about this. I'm trying a new podcast player. So if things feel a little different or look a little wonky, I'm sorry. Feel free to shoot me a message because I'm, I'm working really hard to get better. I love this medium and I love connecting with you and love how many of you have shared your thoughts. So please don't stop sharing thoughts. If you have anything about the new podcast host, the way it all looks, just let me know. Let me know because I would love um, for your feedback uh, to make us make us better here at the Reclamation Podcast. Uh, again, hook up with us, twmilt.com. You can follow me on Instagram at twmilt. The same thing on Twitter. And the first week in August, we're going to drop our first episode with head coach Brent Ullery from Centerville High School. You are going to love it. Until the meantime, I'll see you guys real soon.